You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, am I mistaken, Dave, or did we go? Did we just revert to our old lead-in music? Yeah, that seems like it. Like we 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 actually have different lead-in music, right? It's, well, that one's been a while. Okay, wow. Um, I guess you know, moving back to. Uh, it could be that we're back on Webmaster Radio, so we're using old old uh, promotional assets, or it could be that our producer Brasco is uh, he's keeping the network on air. No, 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 friends. A, a, a lot of you know that Webmaster Radio is located in uh, in South Florida. Um, our studios are located right by the Atlantic Ocean in uh, in South Florida, and our web our uh, producer, our our head engineer. Uh, Brasco is um, heroically staying in Florida to keep the network on the air. And uh, Brasco, we admire you. We're terrified for you, and we hope it it goes well for you. Yeah, you know what? And, and chatting uh, chatting briefly before the show, I think he's just bunkered down. He seems to have a good approach to the well. Good, <laughs> I guess it depends how you view it, but a. Uh, It'll probably only be a cat four by the time it gets here, and you know what? My buildings withstood it. <laughs> yeah, just like that. You know, he's got a seatbelt on in his reclining chair, and uh, he's got an umbrella above his head in case the roof comes off. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. 
Um, it's going to be an exciting show today. We'd actually, we don't have a guest given that we actually didn't think we were going to have a show because there is a category five hurricane rolling through, but, um, we're going to dedicate some of the show to, you know, just talking about emergency preparedness and, uh, what you do if you're in Florida, who you can call, where you can go. Um, uh, our good friend, Christine Schackinger and, and others have been, uh, pulling yeoman's duty on, uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. I mean, from Hurricane Harvey in uh, in Texas to Hurricane Irene rolling up the coast in uh, in Florida right now, there there are people online who are dedicating all their time to simply directing um, private rescue efforts and trying to help people, uh, for want of a better word, weather their way through uh, through these disasters. Yeah. So good on them. Um, before we jump into stuff like that, though, let's see. We may as well talk a little bit of webmaster, and that's after all what the network's all about and what our show's all about, eh? Yeah, well, indeed. <laughs> There's a, so, so, some really interesting information came up in the uh, the world of webmasters this week. For instance, we now know unequivocally, <laughs> we now know what the number one search ranking factor is for 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 any website, regardless of. Uh, a vertical, regardless of silo, regardless of how the site is built, we know the number one ranking factor. You know what that is, Dave? I, I have been waiting, Jim, and I mean, I, I'm super excited that we get to be uh, probably one of the first to report this in this in a, in a podcast format. Jim, tell us what is the number one ranking factor right out of Google's mouth? Right from the well, from the mouth of John Mueller, which he does basically Google's mouth. Awesomeness, yes, awesomeness. Yes. I, I, I hope I didn't build that up and people got excited. I'm going to really hope that actually. <laughs> well, awesome is pretty exciting. I mean, like, seriously. Awesome's pretty cool. Yeah. Heaven knows I do it all the time. It, it is hard to do. And then you couple that with the fact that what is awesome to you is different than what is awesome to me. So what is awesome to Google? That circles us right back to the beginning of going, like they almost set us up. To, to have to do exactly what they tell us not to. Stop chasing the algorithms. Okay, but now actually I need to interpret what you view as awesome. <laughs> well, actually, actually, Dave, we don't. We need to interpret what John Mueller thinks is awesome. He's <laughs> the one who said it. <laughs> so what we got to do is we got to get guys on motorcycles following John around to find out where he eats, um, where he buys his shoes, uh, where he goes for breakfast every morning. We want to know what he thinks is awesome. Does he like having eggs for breakfast or cereal for breakfast? I don't know, but I want to know now. <laughs> My client's websites are on the line here. Yeah. Link, link your client websites to every place John goes. That's, that's, that's what that's you really need to do. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Okay. What else do we have? Okay. So it seems, it seems I drew the silly stories today. I wonder why that was. Yeah, I know. Um, so Google is finally getting around to it's finally the year of mobile, as uh, Cindy, you know, Cindy will happily tell you. And Google's finally gotten around to updating their um, SEO starter kit for for mobile. Um, the weird thing, do you know when it was last updated? Oh, it was years ago. When would you, you probably have it? Twenty ten. Okay. Like like almost eight years ago. Um, things I don't know. Uh, things have kind of changed since then. For instance, we don't use flip phones anymore. 
I mean, unless you're a drug dealer, in which case, like, you totally use a flip phone. But most people don't, right? Or, or my dad. A drug dealer or my dad. Aren't they the same thing, Jim? No, 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 no. My dad would go broke if he was a drug dealer. Um, <laughs> you can tell him I said that. Um, oh, God. Now, you know what? My, my dad is now pinging me on Facebook. Probably. No, I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, my dad, okay, so so obviously we have to back our way out of this one slowly. My dad is not a drug dealer. Nobody go broke. No, would he go broke if he was a drug dealer? He's actually a very good um, investor. He's got mm-hmm. lots of money. He can do drugs all day long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so it's been since 2010 since Google last updated their their instruction to webmasters on how to get ahead in the mobile world. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to be in the uh, new SEO starter kit. Um, I'm guessing there'll be something on AMP, especially since Google is now um, adding features to um, unify users to like Google AMP cache pages and non and non AMP pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that Google's it's actually making it easier for webmasters to deal with their AMP offerings. I'm guessing that uh, Google's uh, new telephone or new, uh, sorry, so new mobile content guidelines or developer guidelines are going to include uh, quite a bit on AMP. And if you want to prove that you know exactly what's in <laughs> Google guidelines, you can get yourself certified. Because for the low, low price of $99, I'm not making this up, Google will... Uh, give you a, uh, a little badge you can put on your website that says you are a mobile web specialist, according to Google. So you're going to run out, Jim? Are you going to pony up that 99 bucks? Um, I don't know. I got to do a little bit of online banking first in my flip phone, and I just can't do it. So <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll borrow my dad. She does what he's doing. Um, you know it's it's funny i've often wondered because i remember when they used to charge for the um adwords certification exams um and then they they stopped doing that i think it was 50 bucks if i remember correctly um and it was interesting because it it actually made sense to me that they do charge like it's it's a pretty nominal rate and you know i guess with adwords they decided hey actually we make more money off adwords uh, than we do off the 50 bucks for charging people. And, you know, so let's just waive that fee and, and get as many AdWords certified people as, as we can. Um, this one, of course, they don't really profit from. So I guess it makes sense that they're charging uh, for, for the certifications and just, you know, stopping people from just hammering through. Um, but uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how broadly this gets spread. I will be at least, I don't know whether I'm going to go for my certification in it. I don't know whether it really matters to me. But um, it, it'll be interesting. I haven't had a chance yet, obviously, because we all just heard about this, but to go through the, the reading material on it. But it is going to be interesting to read that. And I recommend whether you want the exam, to take the exam or not, at least give it a skim or, or give it a read to go through this, because I think it'll be kind of telling for what they view as the... I have a hunch it'll be low to low intermediate sort of entry point on, on understanding of, uh, of mobile. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they've included in that 
um, and, and what they feel is, is important just sort of as a baseline understanding of, of mobile web development. Well, okay. How to say this? Like, I think it's going to be a little more complex than, uh, than, than, than you're assuming, Dave. I think that Google wants to make sure that people who sell this service and who carry this badge on their website are, you know, more than marginally qualified to, to offer a, uh, offer, um, uh, mobile, mobile development services. And the reason I think that is because Google's taking this pretty seriously. Like Google's, um, We've we've watched Google's pretty much since it's, it's the inception of, of, of Google.com, eh? and uh, the last time I've seen them take something, actually, I, you know what? I I've never seen them take anything as seriously as the mobile initiative that they've had going for the last um, twenty four to thirty six months. That is very true, and you know what? I, I shouldn't have. I, I'm looking at. Um, at this from a, a context of, let's say, Cindy at the advanced level and going, I oh, doubt wow. they're going there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, indeed. <laughs> like, no, um, there's, there's Cindy Crum and then there's mere mortals like the rest of us, right? Right. And that's sort of what I, and you know what, I, I'm glad for that clarification. I don't think like I, I've sort of scanned through the, okay, here's what they're covering. They are getting just for people who are, you know, oh, okay, maybe I'll just quickly whip off this exam and see if I can pass. No, you can't. Like they are getting into some areas that I can go, okay, I'm about to, you know, have to study. <laughs> I've been working with mobile sites for a good chunk of time. I'm going to have to study here, um, you know, if I if I wanted to, to actually take the exam. So you're right. This is not just going to be a, you know, sort of basics kind of thing. But yeah, I don't think we're going to get into, you know, Cindy Crum, uh, you know, on, on sort of the way mobile works or, you know, Simo Ahava on how to measure mobile traffic using Google Tag. You know, I don't think we're going to get into some crazy, crazy stuff in, in the super advanced areas. But um, you know, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a cakewalk for people. And I think you're right. This is an extremely important initiative to them. Um, and I mean, if nothing else, this is one of the very few times I've actually seen them come out, you know, with, with certifications like this outside of, um, you know, the thing that makes them money. Um, so this is clearly an important thing for them. And, you know, at the end of the day, it will make the money because they're not going to make a whack off this 99 bucks they're charging, right? Like, that's probably enough to keep the program going. Um, you know what my tip-off was that it's going to be tough, though? My, my real tip-off? They give you three chances at it. Like, it's not like a one-shot <laughs> deal. They expect <laughs> you to screw it up the first time. Yeah, well, mine I hit, uh, you know, I, I was sort of going through it. You know, the first one's front-end networking, just in the list of things you're covering. Then accessibility, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, okay, progressive web apps. Okay, great. Performance optimization and caching, oh, maybe. And then we got testing and debugging. I'm like, okay, and then we're getting into syntax and stuff. Like, okay, this is like real for real stuff <laughs> that we're dealing with here. Um but uh, yeah, it, it is going to be. It's going to be an interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Light, you know, quote unquote, light reading. Right? If you're not taking the exam, and I don't plan to, um, you know, just sort of be a, like a, you know, sit and read, and maybe I'll write a blog post about uh, what's in it for people who also don't want to take the exam. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting anyway. And you know what? Maybe uh, we'll we'll grab uh, somebody who does pass the exam and, and bring them on the show and go, all right, what's, what's in there? Don't give us the answers, obviously. Well, for question one, it's B, right? <laughs> no, but um, actually start to, you know, sort of cover what is it that they're covering because these are going to be the core areas they view as extremely important for developers to understand as they, as they push 
uh, the technologies forward. Um, okay, we have uh, probably about two minutes before we're going to have to take a break. Uh, I'm trying to time the show really carefully today. Uh, we don't have a guest, and there is some important information that we're going to want to make sure that we get in at some point during the show for the five or six live listeners who are left in Florida right <laughs> now and haven't figured out how to get the hell out of the state. Um, so again, we got we got a couple minutes before we, we got to go to break. I'm not sure which story I want to go to, but um, this, like, I got a quick question though. Sure. Um, so over since uh, mid August, Google's been issuing warnings um, directly through email and, and in in through Search Console, telling people who haven't um, upgraded their their hosting to to include an SSL certificate. Mm-hmm. that they're going to be displaying a warning in the Chrome browser, and uh, we believe in the Mozilla in Mozilla browsers as well, noting that the site is, is, is not secure. Correct. So if you aren't running HTTPS, your search results will have a little asterisk or a note beside them saying, um, yo, user, are you really sure you want to click on this Chuckleheads page or not? And you're going to look like a jerk. That's, that's the bottom line, right? <laughs> Right. So how much does it cost to get an SSL certificate? Anywhere between what, like uh, 40 I'd say bucks? Between, yeah, I mean, you can get some for free if you're not really concerned about actual security, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Google and your customers are. And they can tell what's what based on, based on what's displayed in the, uh, in the top corner. Yeah. Um, so so you, you can get something for free or 40 to up to 199 up to up to 399 dollars is the most expensive I've seen for one that covers publishers right and Google is forcing everyone who owns a website if they don't want this like dire scary warning Google's forcing everyone to spend you know, we'll say on average 40 to 80 bucks mm-hmm. to uh, to upgrade the security right correct have you done the math on that yet? That's you know what? Dollars. I I haven't, but that's a lot of money going into certificates right now. Okay, so so here's the question: In your business, Dave, and this is for 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 listeners as well. Like, ping us on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter. Um, if 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 you're connected with us on Skype, send us a Skype note. In your business, have you noticed any benefit from this uptick in tech spending? It's about to spread itself around pretty quickly. Um, and it's just an, an obvious, and, and you probably do too. I more or less, I mean, and, and I'm sure most of our, our listeners who are sort of service based, right, like agencies and, and doing business for others, charge in some capacity by the service or by the hour. I tend to lean on by the hour. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, the like the simple fact that I have installed certificates means I I benefited. Yeah. Really? Okay. I, you know, <laughs> funny thing, I wasn't even thinking about that, but of course, yes, of course. Um, so, and then there's an additional cost. It's not just the cost of the certificate. You need somebody to make that work for you. <laughs> like, and I'm talking about just installing certificates. Okay. Now you're dealing with the redirects. Now you're dealing with, you know, anything else that might come up. Um, so yeah, the cost is actually so fairly significant. You've, you've paid anywhere between 40 and 80 bucks for your certificate and maybe a hundred, 300 bucks for your certificate, whatever. And then you got to pay, you know, you're depending on the skill of your technician, anywhere between like, say, we'll say 50 up to the 250 range per hour. Again, depending on, on, on what your technician is comfortable charging. Um, right. so yeah, that's, 
that's a crap load of money that is just being thrown around the web environment suddenly for, for no better reason than SSL. Right. That Google said so. Um, and, and it's, I find it funny. Like I was looking at a site just earlier today that isn't, um, and I was like, well, you, you, you're going to need to be like, I'm just getting them a quote. And I'm like, I don't care who you hire. You need to deal with this. <laughs> like, so you might as well just get on that now. Talk to your host or talk to whoever you hire on this, um, you know, to get it done. And the fact of the matter is, and we all know sites like this. Yes, they had a contact form. Right. So, OK, we, we know that there's a good chance that that notice is going to be showing up. But that contact form was getting emailed out to them. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, OK, I mean, and, you know, there's there's some security in place. Yeah, but post, it was yeah. a very simple form. There was no confidential information getting across there. No confidential information that the other sites probably like or the other people filling out the form probably don't have listed on publicly available sites anyway. Um, and so it's just this like. And I'm telling her, you're going to have to spend, you know, as we've, as we've been talking about, like 50 bucks for the certificate, plus like probably 100 bucks or whatever to pay somebody to actually install and deal with, with managing the redirects, maybe more depending on how long it takes. I don't know how complicated it will be on the back end there, but it's WordPress, so so probably pretty simple. Um, you know, it's that's, that's, that's some walking around money yeah. and <laughs> doing it for absolutely nothing. Right, like for 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 no real benefit to to her or her visitors, other than not giving them a warning. Um, so yeah, that's that's a lot of money going into. Um, there into again, a variety it's of pockets. A weird, a weird curiosity I've had for a few weeks now. I wrote an article on this for for a business blog that I write for, and uh, and yeah, it's been a weird curiosity about you know how this money is being distributed, how much money is 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 out there, how much webmasters or their their clients are expending and then how much people like you and I are seeing in benefit from, from one decision pushed and made by Google. Yeah. Well, it's something to, to kind of be ready for. Like if I think any, uh, any web developers or web specialists who are really, really comfortable um, with SSL certificates and, and managing them is get yourself an AdWords campaign set up and ready to go targeting everything regarding installing SSL and just wait for those warnings to start appearing. <laughs> just wait for that flick of the switch and then just hit publish, right? And you will be bringing in a lot of business. Like it's going to be a heyday when that happens because I know people who are waiting. I know people who aren't understanding what's about to happen, even though I've explained it to them or you have or everybody else has. So it, it's coming and there's going to be a, a big rush and you'll be able to charge a lot because everybody's going to be busy doing it. <laughs> and you thought me metho mesothelioma was an expensive keyword phrase. Mm -hmm. Waiting to see what's coming. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital East Media. You're listening to Webcology back on Webmaster Radio. It's the 7th of September, 2017, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. All of us here at webmasterradio.fm are making final preparations with our families and friends in anticipation of Hurricane Irma impacting the immediate area of our broadcast studios. Please note we may experience streaming outages at this time and some on-demand content may be disrupted. 
but once the storm has passed, we will resume with regular operations and continue to deliver 100% original content. Thank you for listening to webmasterradio.fm. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 7th of September, 2017, and oh my god, the largest hurricane in, uh, in the Atlantic in the history of recording hurricanes is bearing down on the coast of Florida, and this hurricane is going to ream its way up the coast, go back onto open ocean, and then hit uh, the Carolinas back on the mainland again and way straight up the east coast and you know anyone north from Miami on north to New York prepare for it get ready aren't in the path of uh, of the hurricanes and then by the way the disaster from Harvey is is still ongoing oh, over in Texas they still need help they still the Red Cross is still accepting donations um but everybody who's uh who's not in the path of uh of of these hurricanes, you can help by giving people places to go. Off, make that offer. Get on Facebook and make the offer right now. 
Those people need need to know that if they're leaving their homes, they have a safe place to be, and that they're not going to be stuck on the highway for four or five days straight, sleeping in their cars or fending off uh, fending off bad guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, donate to the Red Cross. Donate to uh, CharityNavigator.org. Um, and uh, if uh, if you're in the path of this one coming up the East Coast, United States, friend, move. Like, get the hell out of the way. Do you, do you have anything to add to that, Dave? Like, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's my, there's not a big enough word to describe how big Irene is. No, uh, something, uh, actually, somebody we talked to and our listeners will be familiar with, uh, very, very recently, Melissa Falk, posted yeah. some, actually, some pretty decent advice onto Facebook today. For anybody, this would work for any natural disaster, so... You know, write this on your hand. It'll, it'll, you know, work if if something's coming at you. Seems really obvious, but it's grab your phone, grab your camcorder, whatever it might be, and walk through your house. <laughs> right. Make sure that you are taping every single thing, including the walls and and sort of condition of your house, all of your major appliances. Make sure you're including that. Walk around outside. Do the same thing. Do it around your car. Make sure that you're displaying everything that's in there so that when it hits the fan, if you end up needing to call an insurance company, you have a time-stamped, this is my house, um, and, and all of the things in it to sort of take to them and, and, and prove that things were in good condition and, and this is what it looked like. So really good advice. I, I, I'd never actually thought of it. Um, Something else that I, I saw, I'd heard this one before, you know, coming from a from an earthquake zone, as, as I do. Super handy, though. Um, before Irene strikes, put a glass, freeze a glass of water, um, put it in your freezer, freeze a glass of water just in your freezer. Um, and uh, once it's frozen, just put a quarter on top of it. Um, what this is going to do is help you understand if the power goes out. You can then, when it's back on, open that freezer and see if that quarter has moved. If it has, then the food is bad, right? Like yeah. if you've got chicken in there and that quarter is sunk, then don't eat that chicken. Um, whereas if the quarter is still sitting on top of the water, then you know it hasn't thawed that much and, and it's the food is still good. So, By the way, we've been calling it Irene. It's, it's my mistake, our mistake. It's Hurricane Irma. Irma, um, yeah. 650,000 people have been ordered to evacuate in Miami-Dade County. Um, Broward County has just eva- has uh, evacuated as of last night everything uh, to the east of Federal Highway, which uh, incidentally would have been the old Webmaster Radio Studios. And, uh, well, my apartment when I lived in Florida, I would have uh, been part of that evacuation group. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there is a gas shortage in Florida now. It didn't actually have to happen that way, but um, panic buying has forced uh, a gas shortage. So um, if you're looking for gas on the main highways, um, use GasBuddy.com. Uh, find out if there is actually you know if there actually is gas ahead of you. You may have to go far afield to to, to fill your tank. So you might want to do that before heading out. Um, but again, if uh, if you can get the hell out of South Florida and North Florida and East Florida and West Florida, anywhere in Florida, basically, get the hell out. And we're going to be saying the same thing in coming days for um, well, pretty much the entire the entire uh, East Coast of, of the United States. Um, watch out for family, friends, and you know what? In this case, watch out for strangers. 
Um, all humans are in this one together. Indeed. Good advice. Okay, let's let's jump back to some webmaster stuff because that's actually what we're, we're, we're kind of experts in. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you think about? Um, one of the things that's always always frustrated me about about uh, Google is their control of how our information gets displayed. Did you remember? Do you remember back in the day when like they would rewrite your? We learned they would rewrite your descriptions for you, and now we're learning that they'll rewrite your title tags for you. Mm-hmm. Does that just piss you off? I mean, seriously, you work on those things. That pisses me off, right? Yeah, fair enough. Google My Business is finally giving you know webmasters a little bit more control over what their listings look like by allowing us to have, um, well, you know, online editing of uh, of uh, results in Google My Business. Yeah, I kind of rolled my eyes at that one, I'll be honest, but... <laughs> oh, really? Come on. How long do they start changing what, what you've written? Oh, I mean, the, 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 they, they're so reserving the right to do that. Basically, what they're saving webmasters and business owners the step of doing, provided that you're logged in, and if you Googled yourself, and we all do, right? Like, we look up our company to see what, you know, or name just to see what what's there and um, that sort of thing. Now with that listing, you'll be able to edit it directly in there. That's not to guarantee that they're not going to overwrite that. Should they feel so inclined? It's basically just a shortcut to save you from going to the Google, my business page and editing your listing there, right? Like it's, it's the same information that's going across. I have a hunch and, and maybe I'm misreading what they say. Um, I'm viewing it and going, you know, what? I'll bet you that they're still going to, be reserving the right to change what they want. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's just that they're making it easier for you to tell them what you think it should be. But that's that's just my interpretation of what's going on. No, well, that makes sense. Um, and again, it saves it saves users the step, um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. If they would let us uh, get rid of like something that's funny, I was having a a client meeting yesterday downtown and. Uh, uh, this client, uh, I guess, like uh, four or five years ago, their business went through a rough patch, mm-hmm. and everyone does, right? Their businesses evolve, yeah. And they, they they've cleaned up their operations substantially since then, and because of bad reviews they were given, but uh, there's still bad reviews from like four or five years ago at uh, at Google My Business that's dropping their their ranking their rating downwards. And it's so frustrating to, to see Google not clean these up after X number of years. If they'd let us do that, that would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else we got here? Where do you want to go? Um, oh, there's a, there's a few ways to go. Um, okay, you know what? We're, I, I'm going to go Google because we're talking about, uh, about results. As, as you know, I, and, and you too, we talk about this stuff every week. Um, we can follow some sort of patterns. Well, I'm seeing one of them continuing on, um, you know, this week, and it's been super heavy um, on on Google's radar for for the past. I don't know. I've been charting it since like June. I wrote a blog post a couple of days ago about it. Um, but as of the fifth, Google um, hotel search results now have a room carousel. So, sort of a, a carousel. If you if you search up a specific hotel, a carousel that includes the price of that room for your date selected, but just allowing you to you know 
but I'd see a quick snapshot of a brief description and, and the prices to just sort of scroll through. That's neat enough. And I, I think super helpful. Um, you know, I think we've already, I think we were talking last week, maybe not, but about some changes they had made to the, the way you can search within their flights and, and hotels and see the pricing on either side of days you've selected. And, and they, they've made it much more elegant in if you have a flexible schedule, as say you or I probably would and a lot of our listeners, Okay, you know, it's a hundred bucks cheaper to fly the day before, but saving you having to do these annual searches, which which I've often done. Not, you know, other sites do that as well, but Google hadn't until now. Um, what I think our, our our listeners really want to pay attention to, if you are in travel and accommodations in any way, <laughs> Google is hardcore paying a hundred percent attention to this sector right now. <laughs> like in in the way things are laying out, and the way you know creating differences in mobile and and desktop. I mean, you know, we can go back to, to some early tests that they were doing to, to sort of the stuff they're doing now. But over the past few months, they have been very, very active in this space, changing the way hotel listings are appearing to the way that we can sort them, um, you know, adding in vacation rentals into the filters. And that was that was a couple months back into the, the filters, not for all queries, but for some like still there. If you look hotel in Paris, it's it, it's there. Um you know, that sort of stuff and, and putting price tags on, on hotels. If you look up like whatever Quebec hotels or whatever. Um, so if you're in the travel sector, pay really, really close attention to what Google is doing to your layout because it's coming fast and furious right now and shows that they're paying a lot of attention. And I have a hunch this is going to be indicative of what we see as a, as they start to go into different sectors. I think this is one they're trying to attack first because it's really lucrative. Um, but I have a hunch we're, we're going to see that coming in, um, especially when we consider that, uh, was it last week, maybe even earlier this week, a lot happens. Uh, but in the knowledge panels, they're starting to inject, um, you know, ads right into, into the knowledge panel. Well, okay, now you can see where this goes, right? Ads being injected right into searches for individual hotels, into their knowledge panels and stuff like that. Like, this is going to be a very lucrative area to them when you got Expedia ads and knowledge panels for specific hotels. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. And I think if you're in these sectors, pay really, really close attention because there's a lot going on right now. And I don't see that stopping for, you know, at, at least the spring until it'll start to slow down. I think they're going to be really, really aggressive on it, at least through November, uh, maybe go into a hiatus and then, and then probably pick up again in, uh, in January. Well, Dave, as you well know, I'm not the swiftest land mammal, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. The, the, the cheetah is the swiftest land mammal. I'm only a human. Right. And it occurs to me that Google is, if not killing, at least throttling the goose that lays its golden information eggs by displaying information that it scrapes, or I'm, I'm sorry, it draws politely from <laughs> Expedia, Booking, Hotels.com, and, you know, um, other uh other uh, listing sites, other you know, multiple listings or individual listing sites. Um, yeah. Google obviously degrades the uh, amount of uh, business that they get directly, right, by, by playing monkey in the middle, right? Right. So isn't this, in the long run, throttling your information source, killing the goose that lays your golden eggs? You know, in this case, I think it's not short-term is long. Um, like if you're looking at the long game 10 years from now, um, yes, I think 100% it is. But if we look at the sources they're drawing it from, say Expedia um, or, or, or Booking.com or, or whatnot, these were all, there were already sites that were comparing them. 
like using them as, as comparison engines, basically. Um, and those ones were taking an affiliate commission from them, right? Like all of them yes. do. So in this case, if they can give it directly to Google and crush those other sites, that's better, right? Because now they don't have to pay a con- an affiliate commission. They may have to pay a little advertising revenue, but they were doing that anyway. So I think it'll, it'll get rid of that additional fee that a lot of these sites were having to pay. Now that's the short term. And I think that's why a lot of these companies will be on board. They'll be like, Hey, well, we don't have to pay, you know, whatever, anywhere between like 0.5% and you know 5% or something like that um, to, to these affiliate sites that are being used to sort of compare, um, you know, all the different travel sites where I think they end up shooting themselves in the foot long term. And, and I think this is where you were going is, okay, well, when they're done with that, why don't they just go directly to Delta, to, yeah. you know, United, to, and just start drawing that in directly? It'll be interesting because with airlines, that would be easy enough, but would you, it would be really difficult if you were trying to get every hotel to give you their feeds. When Expedia already has all that data in there, mm-hmm. If you're trying to get all these hotels to now put it to Expedia and put it to you, um, that may be where they hit this hurdle. So I think it's going to take them a while to be able to actually get all that data from all the hotels from outside Expedia. Because Expedia is not going to give them that data if they're going to do the booking directly, right? Like if they're going to bypass Expedia for that conversion and and the sale. So I I think the the major travel companies are, are protected for a little bit. Um, you know, we'll see if, if they go after airlines, for example, which would be fairly easy. If they go after airlines independent of hotels and leave Expedia and stuff with hotels, do Expedia and the likes of them leave their hotels in there, right? Like, would, would you go, yeah, sure. I'll still give you my feed, even though you've just taken half my revenue. Yeah, I, I doubt it, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. So I think long game, you're hundred percent right. I think short term, um, there's a there's a gain for these major travel sites in that, so they'll they'll probably go along for a little while. Well, as as you said, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, you know, I, I was walking through a mall the other day, and I actually and I I saw a travel agent, and I consciously thought, oh my goodness, they're not supposed to exist anymore. But lo and behold, they still do. <laughs> I know there's one in the mall near me as well. So like, yeah, no. We got to take a break. Um, studio, studio is asking us if we would if we would take our final break. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Bizon Internet Marketing, this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the seventh or the seventh of September, 2017. Back after these messages. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. It's uh, the 7th yeah, of September 2017, and I want to read something from... Uh, from literally Rockstar SEO, Catfish Comstock. And Catfish wrote uh, just an hour ago on Facebook, uh, Miami's going to get hit with what is essentially an, F- an EF4 tornado that's 50 miles wide and you're going to hang out for over an hour. Think about that for a second. You're going to have yeah. like 100 to 200 mile an hour winds hanging out for over an hour over, over this massive, massive waterborne city. Catfish goes on to say, let me be clear, friends, get the F out now. Drive somewhere you can, still catch a Greyhound and, and catch a Greyhound bus, and come visit your friend Catfish in Las Vegas if that's what it takes, but get out. So if uh, if I heard rightly, Catfish has invited us all to Las Vegas to hang out with him for the weekend. <laughs> you can just say you're from Florida, he won't know different. <laughs> and he's a rock star. He has a pool. I've seen it. <laughs> Off we go. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Danny, uh, your friend of mine, Danny Goodwin, got the got the heck out of Dodge, and uh, I think that's I last seen him in his travels at McLaren Airport. So whether he was staying there or not, I'm not sure. But that was the last touchdown I saw. So he may have well been taking that advice. Well, you may as well. I mean, go to Vegas because it's like cheap hotel rooms, right? <laughs> like, if, you, if you've got to bug out and evacuate, bug out to Vegas because it's cheap. Well, yeah, until you factor in every yeah. other cost. <laughs> well, yeah. And the fact that you're going to spend your kids' tuition money gambling, right? Yeah, but you know what? That's their money. <laughs> well, that's true. And besides which, it's not like, it's, it's not like the kid was going to have a home to go home to anyway. There was a, <laughs> that hurricane wiped it out, which is why you're in Vegas in the first place. Right. It's circular logic. Perspective, um, that's right. Where shall we go now? I don't know. What do you feel like? Uh, there's attribution. There's um, what happens when you confuse Alexa. Um, there's, uh, uh, I'm sorry? 
You know what? One I'm, I'm going to touch on just because I want to make sure our, our listeners get over there. Over on Search Engine Land, there's a, a great piece was published earlier today by Andrew Goodman uh, called Google Attribution. Is Google stepping in because no one else would? I'm not going to get into the whole story about attribution and what Google's doing there because that's covered really, really well in the article. So I'd just be repeating it anyway. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with it because I'm not one of the beta testers. But um, for anybody who cares, and this if, if there's anybody uh, listening who doesn't care about what I'm about to talk about, um, you might as well just not bother listening to marketing podcasts. But um, if anybody cares about understanding the true um, value of individual visitors, so not getting past this last touch attribution, um, you know, and, and understanding more about, okay, here were the various touch points that led to conversions. And here's an, we're going to, let's put a value to the different touch points so that we can understand what actually is making us, um, making us money. Um, and, and, and what, what things are actually worth, what they're, what they're worth. This article is a must read. So basically everybody listening, it's a, it's a must read because it's, it's a really good piece. It's not like, it, it just covers what's going on. It's, you know, there, there's not a lot of data because, because it's not available yet. And this is a, to a lot of people and it's, it's a fairly new thing, but, um, it's a must read and, uh, something that I know I'm, I haven't had a chance to look at it obviously, but I'm. I'm just dying to get under, under the hood and, and start using it. I'm already talking to like some of my clients going, as soon as your campaign is in, <laughs> we're doing this. So um, it's exciting. Uh, it's going to add a lot of value to us as marketers. Um, so head over to search engine land, give it a read. It's a, it's a good one by Andrew. Okay. Now, um, important thing for, for, for listeners who are going to, who are going to be going in and giving us a read is knowing how to read Andrew Goodman articles. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the th- here's the thing about Andrew Goodman. He's really freaking smart. Like we're all pretty smart. Andrew's really pretty smart. Um, he he is one of those people who, when you're having a conversation with him, sometimes he looks a little bit baffled. That's not because he isn't following where you're going. It's that he's seven or eight steps beyond where you are right now and wondering why you haven't caught up to him yet. <laughs> So, uh, when reading when reading Andrew's stuff, you want to read each paragraph slowly, and make sure you're getting all the nuances that he's that he's he's getting at. Because one paragraph could actually could actually have three different points being made, and he's one of those writers who's capable of doing that. Yeah. So read the article really slowly. Take notes. It's worth it. It's a great article. Um, yeah. Um, I've about that. From what I've skimmed, anyway, it's a great <laughs> article. Um, but but Andrew's a really good writer, um, so I really do look forward to reading this. Um, we are getting to the point where you actually can attribute it to an individual, attribute um, any given action to individuals on the web now. Um, yeah. Whether we should or not is another question. <laughs> but we can. But we can. Do you know that 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 Nike includes? Um, little RFID tags in their shoes so that marketers can track your consumer buying habits. That's frightening. It's true though. Oh, I don't doubt it. Hold it. Didn't hold know it. that though. This, this might be marketers urban myth. Okay. Cause this might be like the, uh, the fictional worms that go into McDonald's hamburgers that everybody believes to be true. Right. Um, but I do believe this to be true that, that Nike includes RFID chips that let, let, Nike's marketers know when you're near another Nike store. But 
that's handy. That would be valuable information. And, you know, on that, it, it, it's quite interesting. There's an article. I mean, we hadn't talked about this earlier, but I, I shared it on Facebook because I found this neat. Um, a market or a, a clothing manufacturer, Lumia, in uh, from from Brooklyn, um, and I'm being paying a, a bit of attention to blockchain lately, um, and they are yeah. developing clothes um, right now made of a, a super light material, but it can light up. It can like at right this point, it can it can illuminate, um, it can heat up. It's super light. Um, using blockchain to sort of help it decide what to what to do with information, but basically their goal, as as they're evolving right now, um, is to build clothing that, for example, it'll detect that it's cold and heat up, right? Or or it will detect that it's nighttime and it's you know built for you know Nike running wear, so it'll start to illuminate. Um, at that point, just understand that ah, you need to be more visible. You're running at night kind of thing so it's a really really interesting technology that, that's coming out of there we happen to be talking about the same thing but you think you got tracking now <laughs> that'll be some that'll be some serious tracking if uh, if this takes off i was a little worried about it at first when i read it and i'm like you know what i'm carrying around a phone like i got i got this gps camera mic on me at all times <laughs> what more data can i really give away than that um, I'm about to find out, I don't know, my, my, what my, what's in my sweat, I guess, while I'm running <laughs> is what I'll be giving out at that point. If you've, if you've ever been involved with 23andMe or the new company, um, 11, mm-hmm. you've already basically done that. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, crazy stuff. Okay. We've got time for one more. And I think this is, this is a fairly, a fairly easy one. Don't we think we got, uh, Oh, we have time for one more. Yeah, we got two minutes. In two whole minutes. We got two minutes. So <laughs> so Google is uh, running an experiment. If you're at Google.com, you're likely going to see this. Uh, see this now. If you're at other Googles.ca.co.uk or whatever, you'll likely see this in the near future, if not already. A right sidebar that shows what people are also searching for who uh, – you know, that, that are close to your keyword phrases, the keyword phrase that you're looking for. Uh, quick, is that helpful or not, Dave? Uh, yeah, it makes it more visible. Um, so I think it might actually make it a, a clicked area, and the sidebar is kind of not being used right now, the right sidebar. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's a use for it in the absence of other stuff. Um, and the thing is, one thing that we as marketers can remember is, it may condition the user more to draw their eye to that section by putting something there more often. So when we do have something like a knowledge graph, the eye will be more trained to go over there to look for additional information. Um, one more note, and this is uh, more for uh, people who, this is a, a sad one. Um, Toronto-based uh, technician, um, Microsoft employee, Adobe, um, Influitive, Sertia, and TriggerFox. He was actually the founder of TriggerFox and Sertia. Frank Falcone uh, died this week at age 41. Um, very well known in the Toronto tech scene and for uh, people who worked at uh, Microsoft or Adobe, a uh, very well-known figure, well, uh, known in the SEO world, a friend of the SEO world. And he will be missed. Frank Falcone, August 17th, 1976 to September 3rd, 2017. Um, that's it. That's our hour here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. 
if you're in Florida or on the East Coast of the United States, if you're in Florida, get out. Get out now. If you're on the East Coast of the United States, prepare to get out. Get your go bags ready. Everybody, stay safe. Be well. Watch out for each other. And we will talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution...